Are you someone you know battling cancer? Welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld, where you get to be part of a live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer. I was never close to my father. In fact, I found out that he passed away from colon cancer six months after he died. I never got to be with him during his struggle. This podcast and the cutting-edge integrative cancer therapies I offer at my center are my chance to do what I didn't get to do for my father. Tune in as I get to know the struggles and victories of my guests while battling cancer. We will discuss natural medicine and how it can safely be integrated into traditional oncology care. You are not alone in your struggle. Well, Jerry Lee, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. And uh, I know that you, you battle cancer pretty hard and that was, it was quite a while ago. And I'm, I'm really curious, can I tell us a little bit what, what kind of cancer, how did you find out and what was going on in your life at that time? Okay, it was April, 2002 and it was stage two infiltrating ductal carcinoma. And it was my right breast and I had a lumpectomy and axillary node dissection. I think it was called sentinel node. They, I had one lymph node and then they had to go in and take the rest of my lymph nodes, but it was too bad. There weren't any more lymph nodes. So that second time they did it was really not needed. But at that point, I don't know if they do anything different now, but back then they had to go in and do it again. So I had um, two, well, I had, I had a, the lumpectomy and the axillary node, and then I did chemo, the standard care, chemo and radiation. Then after that, I did tamoxifen. And, but, and then in November of 2003, it had metastasized to my liver. Okay, so so how how did you respond to all the standard treatment? I mean, you you did the chemo, radiation, you had Mm -hmm. surgery, they got rid of a bunch of lymph nodes. Uh, How how did you feel during that treatment? And what was some of the after effect? Um, Well, I wanted to figure out why I got it in the first place, because I was super shocked. I I was a healthy person. We had just moved. I was going through, I had surgery on my knee. I had a ACL and meniscus repair on my left knee and I was going through physical therapy at that time. So I wasn't exercising as much as I used to, but I was not overweight. All my friends said I was super healthy and they were surprised that in my group that I would be the one that gets it because I was always healthy. So, but so I asked for a nutrition, I asked for some alternative back then. And my surgeon, I think he was a little nervous that I wasn't going to do chemo and radiation. So he said, I'll give you the name of a nutritionist. So he gave me one and I was following what she told me to do. And I actually tolerated the chemo pretty well. And the radiation, I did very well because they, let me see, what did I, I used yogurt an aloe and and mixed it together and used it on my breast and I didn't get any of the radiation burns. I really, so it was four treatments. I remember chemo every three weeks and um, I actually tolerated it pretty well. I used some 
ginger. I use, there was a pumpkin pudding that I did for nausea. I, I really did pretty, I, I did pretty well. So, yeah. So tell me about the, the nausea, because that's a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, right. So, so what, right. what, what, what did that, was it pumpkin pudding with ginger in it or? Yeah, I had a certain, re I had a recipe. It had, it was goat milk, pumpkin, ginger. Uh, I can't remember what, it tasted like pumpkin pie, but it was just made with, with, with that. And I did, I think I did ginger tea. The nausea wasn't too bad. Um, I was still having my periods and it was supposed to knock out my periods at the time, but it took four treatments before it did. My oncologist thought maybe it wasn't going to. I know that that, he was very surprised at that. I did lose my hair, but no, I wasn't, I wasn't too nauseous. Oh, good, good. And, and you, you had an appetite throughout the whole process. You didn't, uh, some people get to the point where they can't eat. I mean, they just don't want to eat and their stomach hurts and no, now the second chemos, yes, not the first, not that set of four. No, I was pretty good. Okay, so so then uh, and then a year or two, was it a year later? You said that yeah. Basically... Then in November of two thousand and three, um, I had it metastasized, and at that point, I was going to this other nutritionist who was doing hair samples, and my hair sample showed something that had shown the first time, which was very high copper levels. And all of a sudden my copper levels in my hair were going up again. And I went to the medical doctors and they said, well, I don't know why, because you don't have Wilson's disease. So they didn't really understand. So then I went to a naturopath doctor and he happened to do a CA-125 on me, which came up elevated. And I, because I was on tamoxifen, I was doing um, the pelvic ultrasounds. And so I had just done one. I called and it was totally fine. So I wasn't worried. But when I told my oncologist that my CA-125 was elevated, he freaked out and did it again. And it was up even higher. So we did a scan then and it was in my liver. It showed, um, I also had a big stone in my gallbladder. So they took out the gallbladder at the same time they did a liver biopsy and I had two tumors in my liver and they were breast cancer. And so, because you, I would assume that they declared you cancer-free, you know, in between, meaning you, you did the treatment and everything was yes. fine and you were declared cancer-free and then a year well, later. Well, they would never say cancer-free, but no, they but would you're, say you're remission. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you, you, you can never be totally free of cancer for sure. That's what they say. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So, so they found it in, in the liver. And at that time, what, what, what was the course? Um, so then after they, so they took out my gallbladder, did the biopsy, and then they said I needed to do more chemo, eight more chemos, different I think at that time it was carboplatinum and that, oh, and then at that time it was HER2 positive. The first time it was HER2 borderline positive. It was estrogen and, and progesterone receptive and then HER2 borderline. The second time it was estrogen positive and HER2 definitely positive. So and, at that point- And what does, that, what does that mean for people that don't know? 
Herceptin, HER2 positive, it's a gene, it's a cancer gene, and Herceptin blocks the protein on the cancer gene. It's a, it's a, did I say it right? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, all I've been told is it's a gene and the Herceptin blocks, it's a, blocks a protein that's on that cancer cell, that gene. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I've, so I was really upset, obviously very upset. And, uh, cause now I'm a stage four and to me, cancer was a death sentence anyway. So I'm super afraid. I went and got another opinion and they were talking about something trial then, but they said I would have had to travel to another state. And they said, I needed to really hurry because I was in trouble, you know, that I needed to hurry and do the treatment. And they agreed with the treatment. They did, they did not say radiofrequency ablation would help me though, because they said that was for liver cancer. But I went back to my original doctor. I did, I did the treatments, cancer treatments. That, that one was harder. Um, and then I did the radiofrequency ablation and I was declared cancer free. After you know the the chemo shrunk the tumors, so I had done like six chemos. They did the radio frequency ablation, did two more chemos, and then they did a PET scan, and I was cancer free. And so, how how did you experience this second round? I mean, what what? Uh, it was harder on me. It wiped me out. I was definitely more nauseous. Um, I mean, I still I probably didn't need it's. This is a long time ago, so I kind of. People would not have known I was going through it if they looked at me, but you know, I had my wigs and everything and, uh, but I was weaker and I would just lay on the couch a lot. And I probably, and I was more nauseous and couldn't eat as much. So it was really hard, yeah. And he didn't, and my, oh, and I had to go in for those, um, oh, I forgot what it's called when your blood counts are low. Um, the, the hemoglobin, your anemia. Yes, and, yeah. yes. So yeah. It, and I would, so I would have to get the treatment and then go in the next day and get the shot to get my blood counts, blood counts up. Yeah. There's a name for that. I forgot what it was. So then I was declared cancer free and they, but I have to do Herceptin forever because I was a stage four and they only had clinical trials for stage one cancers since for the Herceptin, they had it was working so well, they said that they just stopped the clinical trials. So because I was stage four, they said I had to do it forever. Mm -hmm. So I was finished with the chemos, but continue to do the Herceptin IVs every three weeks. And, and what, what kind of impact did the Herceptin have on you? What, was it easy? Was it hard? You know, you know some, the, well, first of all, it's a pain to have to do that every three weeks forever and schedule around that. I ran out of veins. I had a port for seven years before the first one um, went out. And then I had another port for three more years. My veins were gone in my arm. Um, they weren't using my right arm because I had all my lymph nodes removed. Um, but then after 10 years, 15 years, something like that, they started using my right arm if they couldn't get it, anything through my left arm, you know. Um, I, my veins were a horrible problem. Um, but, and as far as treatment, sometimes 
I would feel really, really tired um, on the day that they gave Herceptin, but the next day I'd be fine. I had to get heart, you know, the, the main side effect is heart failure for Herceptin, but I got echoes every six months and my heart was always fine. So I tolerated it. I think my fingernails and my hair and everything was affected. They said, yes, the Herceptin could do that. Affected in, in what way? They just didn't grow up? Got brittle. Yeah, they got brittle and my hair just didn't. Um, I mean, I was also getting older, so who knows? My hair was getting thinner and breaking up. I don't know. But my fingernails got ridges and split and mm -hmm. didn't grow very well. Um, and but And my muscles would ache and stuff. And I think some of that could have been Herceptin. Yeah, yeah. And, and with the lymph nodes being gone, I mean, did you have swelling in your arm, edema in any way or? No, I did not. I was lucky. And I, but I got a, I remember getting a sleeve. I went to a physical therapist to make sure that I didn't get that. Um, and I remember getting one of those sleeves. They said, if I went on an airplane to wear that <laughs> and I did for a while and then I kind of forgot about it and I, I didn't get it. My surgeon said I wasn't going to get lymphedema when I asked about it. He, okay. he, he poo-pooed that, said, you're not going to get that. And I, and I didn't. No, good job. So, yay. <laughs> but, I, but I don't have lymph nodes in my right arm. <laughs> and I was kind of upset about that. Yeah. So how, um, how have you kept on this, this cancer way? Because, I mean, obviously, they, they did the one surgery and the chemo radiation, and it came back, you know, stage four. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. The, the Herceptin was I was very receptive to her septum because you're you're her too positive and uh, uh, I mean any other strategies that you were using to to kind of keep this thing away so that you at that yeah at that point after after I was declared cancer free and I wasn't on chemo anymore my nutritionist referred me to the Kelly cancer program. So I quit going to her because obviously what she was doing wasn't working. I mean, she was great, but it, you know, it came back when I was under her care. So she referred me to the Kelly cancer program. And I went to meet with the consultant from the cancer program. And I really, really liked her a lot. I felt good about it. And uh, I, I've been, I did that and I, and, and I really think that was helping because you know, they were doing my markers. At that point, it was my CEA that was the tumor marker. My breast cancer tumor markers never showed anything. It was always the CEA and the CA125. The CA125 went down, they quit checking that one but they would routinely check the CEA. And so after I was cancer free, I was watching that tumor marker and it kept the CEA kept creeping up as they were every three weeks, they would give me the Herceptin and they would do that tumor marker and it was creeping up and it was just about out of normal range, but I had just started the Kelly cancer program and it just started going back down. Oh, how cool. So you, you were seeing kind of that, that the cancer was, was gaining momentum in some way with the cancer marker increasing. Yes. And then, yes. Sorry, the Kelly protocol then. And, and yes. It, yeah. You start to knock it down again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. It knocked it down. So, and it's never been out of range since. 
That is awesome. I, so it's been 19 years ago that I was diagnosed and I've never had a reoccurrence. So, so tell me a little bit about this Kelly protocol. I mean, what, 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 is, what is that? Well, the primary thing are the enzymes. It's a way of eating. Um, and it's actually more that it's a whole program that you follow, at, which is taking enzymes and the, and the counselor or the consultant guides you through it. It's a week. She meets with you on a weekly basis over the phone. You don't have to go to her. She will meet with you over the phone and she guides you through everything. She integrates it with the allopathic, you know, scientific medical stuff and that she would tell me what blood tests and things to get. And she would look at the blood tests and then determine what supplements you should use. It's supplements. It's a different way of eating and it's juicing and it's taking the enzymes and and she had me doing saunas and, and we detoxed my metals and we got rid of my mercury fillings and we, we did everything. And she would refer, <laughs> she referred me for emotional counseling for, you know, whatever I, she sent me to different doctors if I needed to see different doctors. So she worked with the medical field as well as doing alternative. And that's the way I think you should go. And that's, why I think I'm doing so well. And, and, and that's, that's a key is to understand that, you know, a cancer grows in, in an environment and in, in the soil. So uh-huh. how you change that soil, like, like you're doing, you're working on the emotional, you're removing the, the silver fillings, you're detoxifying uh-huh. and you're doing all these things to, to change then the, the soil that, that the cancer exists in. And right. Yeah, so if, if it's a different soil, then then that will go different things, yeah, which will not include cancer. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so how how long were you on this this protocol? I mean, was was it was it hard? Was it? You know, oh yeah, it's hard. Okay, so it's hard. When I the first time I went to see her, she said, "Pick a pick a person, pick a." you know, pick who you believe in and then go all the way in, you know, go, go for it and, and stick with the program and do it exactly the way it's supposed to. And, and I did. So I went all in, just like she said, and it is very difficult because you have to take enzymes that are, you know, throughout the day, like an hour before you eat and then some when you eat you need to juice you have to eat certain things you can't you know of course sugar is the big thing that you're supposed to give up um and you you know there's just certain things that you know it's hard to make all the foods and to and then it's hard for you to eat the way you're eating when there's other people in the house that are eating another way and you smell their food that they're eating and you're, you can't eat it. <laughs> see, see, that's just rude of those people, right? It is very rude. Extremely rude. <laughs> they they, they should is. understand that the whole household should give up on sugar and, and bread and all these things. Right. But I would say, so it's enzymes, it's green, green juices, vegetables, a little bit of fruit, nuts, seeds. Oh, I had a food dehydrator that I, I would soak this nuts and seeds and then do the dehydrator. You can have fish, fish, no dairy. You can have free range eggs. 
and no chicken at first. I think a little bit later, you could have a little bit of that and then grass-fed beef a little bit. That's basically what, it was pretty limited. You know, of course, any vegetables and any greens were fine. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, curious, I mean, how many, how many pills did you end up taking in a day, roughly? Yeah, when you're- Well, at, at the beginning, you end up taking, you build up and you take 72 a day. 72 and of the- Yeah. Okay. And, then, and then when you're finished and you're on maintenance, it's 12 a day. Okay. And what 12 are, to 15, somewhere in there. Yeah. What are these enzymes supposed to do? They digest the cancer cells. They, oh, cool. They digest them, kill them. Yeah, yeah. So they, and, yeah. and they go, and you need to keep your, you know, it goes throughout your blood system and you need to do exactly what she says, because if you do some other things, like say you take the IVC, vitamin C, that will interfere with the enzymes because, you know, anything that causes that apoptosis, you know, that would, that would block the blood supply, that wouldn't work with the enzymes because the enzymes need to get to that cancer cell and go through the blood supply to get to that cancer cell. And so then they, so you have to be careful not to do some of the other things that you hear about. You have to just stick with the protocol. Okay, so you, yeah, so ape, you gotta, uh, yeah, because you have, you know, vitamin C, I think does it, you have like artisanate, you have, I mean, there are a bunch of different things that triggers that apoptosis switch that, that are. Well, you can, yes, and you could take some vitamin C. I think I was allowed to take up to 2000 milligrams of vitamin C a day, but, but, you know, I think I was asking back, back then, what about these vitamin C IVs? And, you know, those are great for certain programs but not with this program, not with the enzymes. I remember that, so. And, and so how long were you on all these, these pills? <laughs> you mean, well, I was still taking them. You're still taking uh, them, okay. I, I, nev I never stopped taking them, but I've been on maintenance for many years. Um, okay. So I, so I don't remember, I, I mean, I don't remember the numbers of pills, but the maximum was 72 and then as, as we progressed and I got the metals out and I detoxed and did everything that I was supposed to do and, every, and I was cancer free for so long. And then we just started decreasing. Mm -hmm. And as my minerals, you know, she would check my nutrition levels and as my body was doing well, then we would decrease the enzymes. And as I continued to do well, then she'd say, you're fine and you're on maintenance. So yeah. I've been on maintenance for many years. Oh. But I don't ever stop taking the enzymes. No, no, and and I know I mean, with the Kelly protocol is that you 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 don't. I mean, I I know right. I know coaches that have uh, had cancer patients. You know, the Kelly protocol coaches have had cancer patients that they were doing so awesome, so they thought that well, right. I don't need to take him anymore, and, right. and the cancer comes back. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, and and that's that's the thing is to recognize that it's a chronic disease. It is. And yeah. it's hard to think that you, and diet also, I mean, everyone, I'm not as strict, you know, especially when you travel, it's hard to stay on the program. But the first five to seven years, I don't think I budged one little bit. And then eventually she allowed me to have some chocolate covered almonds and things like that. So, you know, now, now I'm not as strict because I do mess up sometimes, but 
you do have to really follow that diet and do exactly what she says and don't don't veer and don't stop the enzymes. I mean, 12 to 15 or 16 enzymes a day is not a problem. That's no. easy. Yeah. And, and you're here to talk about it. That's, That's right. 19 years. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious for, for people that I ask, you know, the other interviewees, you know, the same thing. Yeah. You know, if mm -hmm. there's a tip for people that have just been diagnosed, you know, some, something that you feel you would have wanted to know when you were diagnosed that you didn't know, but you wish you would have. Well, I wish I would have known about the Kelly program from the beginning, but the first thing I would say is don't fear because I was in total fear and I thought it was a death sentence. And um, I would try to be positive and know that it's not a death sentence and that there are programs out there. And there's, there's a lot of in, I, you know, integrative and complementary programs. And I would also say, find out the reason that you got cancer. Um, and I would, look at the whole spectrum, you know, spirit, mind, and body. I, for me, God was at the center, but I sought out the medical and did the, the alternative as well. And I think that's, that was the success for me, but I would pray about it, get wisdom, um, and guiding you to the right program. And then if you feel peace about it, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's wonderful. Well, Jerry, it, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show, and I, I'm really grateful for uh, you sharing sharing your story for people out there, so that they uh, they can find hope and then also find solutions when they're on this journey. Great, thank you. Thank you so much, Jerry. Okay, all right, mm -hmm. bye bye. The information this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. If you'd like to know more about what my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Please join us next week for another live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer on integrative cancer solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.